0: Ahoy! I'm the comic book hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash,
1: but you can call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 48. A Hero Story is a comic podcast where we talk all about superheroes ranging from Marvel and DC. For usually, we start off with the news of the week, going over all the live action news, the video game news, the comic news ranging from Marvel and DC. After that, we go into the comics of the week where we talk about the comics that we read this week, we review them, we give them our thoughts on it, we read through some scenes and we just say what we think the series is going and we rate the issues at the end. This week's comics are Batman and the Outsiders, number one, Justice League Odyssey, number nine, The Batman Who Laughs, number five, The Flash, number 70, which is the start of the year one story for Barry Allen, Shazam, number five, Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 34, Batman Detective Comics number 1003, and Captain America number 10. Oh, and Justice League Odyssey number... Oh yeah, I said that. Well, uh, <laughs> we uh, we didn't both read all of those, but we read most of them, so some of the issues like Justice League Odyssey we will go over for like a minute, but then some of them, like The Flash, we will go in really in depth with. So yeah. Anything you want to add?
0: No, let's get right to it.
1: Okay, yeah, starting off with the news of the week, we have a lot of live action news and a little bit of comic news, ranging from Marvel start off with live action. Uh, A trailer came out this week. Actually, two trailers, but we'll get into one first. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home had its endgame spoiler-filled trailer released and started off with Tom Holland. Warning, everyone, if you haven't seen Endgame, click away. So if you haven't seen Endgame, click away from this podcast, I guess, because we'll be going over this trailer. What do you think of it? Uh,
0: So I'm not terribly excited for it. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's is bad by any circumstances i think it's you know a well-done trailer i'm just I, I really don't like tony being uncle ben and this oh, trailer he is, like yeah. really really <laughs> yeah, cements that so if you don't like that you're not gonna like the trailer but other than that i think the trailer is pretty fine i mean i'm not really excited for this movie but i'll still watch it
1: <laughs> i'm excited i'm looking forward to it i'm i kind of don't know how i feel about peter using like the iron spider suit throughout it i kind of expected I think oh, I make, it makes sense that he is. Like, that's the last thing Tony gave him in a way, besides giving him a hug. But I didn't. I oh. kind of felt like Iron Spider is for like Avengers movies only. But now here it is in a regular Spider movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I prefer. The, I I don't know. This is like a hot take. I don't really like the Iron Spider suit. I think it's just not a really great design. I don't like the logo and.
1: Just not my no. Suit. I I agree. I kind of wish it was more like the comics, where it was like orange and red, and that's it, and it was very sleek looking. This one's kind of like yeah. flashy, flashy all over the place. So I'm not a biggest fan, yeah. but he does get a few suits in this. He gets what looks like a stealth suit, kind of cheap looking stealth suit <laughs> with like a clap and Yeah, that's and whatnot. supposed
0: to be the one from be the one from Shield, which I guess Shield didn't have enough money after you know like all, all their uh, activities, so they cheat out on Spidey suit.
1: Yeah, we also got a uh, his new suit, I guess, which he's guess- getting, which is more black and red instead of blue and red. It's kind of got black along the arms. I guess we've seen all these suits before. The main idea of the trailer is the idea of the multiverse, which is being added to the MCU, created by the Snap. Uh, what do you think of that? I think Multiverse is
0: really cool. Uh, It's like one of my favorite parts of DC, all the different Earths and stuff. And I think it could lead to a lot of big stories. And I I guess the MCU is going to keep expanding after Endgame. So they want to keep going bigger and better. So it opens a lot of doors. And I think it could be a good way to introduce mutants. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And when this trailer was released, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Twitter kind of posted, See you in another universe with a winky face afterwards so people are thinking that we might get a reference to into the spider-verse in this film low-key hoping and i don't know if this could happen but like i feel like you could get
0: some sony references like venom or andrew spider-man oh. or maybe like toby spider-man i don't know like i'm, I'm thinking too big here maybe but that's Disney a big risk things that
1: could happen that's a huge risk but i would love that to happen <laughs> venom okay. would make the most I sense that- i mean that's the thing that's happening right now so it's yeah. possible Uh, the also I guess we could go over the whole six one six thing now. Hey, they mention (laughs) so there's an extended clip of the trailer, and in it they say that Mysterious from Another Earth, but everyone else, like in the MCU, is from Earth six six one six. But are they though? (laughs) No, (laughs) six one six is the comic universe. So there's like there's like thousands of different Earths in the Marvel universe, unlike DC, which just has fifty two. Minus the negative Earths. But uh, in the Marvel comics, the main continuity, the main comics that we all read is Earth-616. And here in the movies, they're saying the movies is Earth-616. Which is like, hey, cool reference to the comics, but you're not Earth-616. Because there is actually a universe that the movies are set in, which is... Do you remember the Earth name? It's like Earth-199999, I think. It's uh, one and a bunch of nines, so... (laughs) which is, like, the movie universe, but 616 is the comics, and now they're saying, like, nope, actually, the comic universe and the movie universe is the same thing, but it's not,
0: (laughs) so... Yeah, it's, like, they try to do, like, a little, like, Easter egg of 616, but it actually doesn't make sense and kind of
1: messes with continuity. I
0: don't know, it's it's weird. I mean, it's, like, a little thing. It's not a huge thing, but it's, like, just kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, people hear that and be like, oh, cool, but, like, people, like, comic fans like us are, like confused just over it, from it. <laughs> yeah we're just like no, no that doesn't make sense though <laughs> speaking of which do you think mysterio is from a different earth uh yeah i do yeah i i feel like i don't i feel like he's tricking people i mean that's his mm-hmm. whole thing his whole gimmick is tricks so i feel I like
0: mean, I'm, I'm expecting him to be making the elementals like i don't think they're actually there i feel like he's making them and yeah making i can see them but i think he's from a different earth but i mean if he's not I can see that happening too. Like you said, he's a trickster.
1: I could see what I think will happen will he will say he's from a different earth to shield to help to get shield to help him create a portal back to quote unquote his home, but it's really not his home, and he just wants access to different earths and using shield technology and persuasion he's able to get there. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. But Mm, could be wrong uh i can't think of much else to happen in the trailer we got a bit more nick fury peter parker interactions uh it's cool to see nick fury back on the big screen even though he was just on the big screen. like you could go to a movie theater right now see both captain marvel and endgame and see nick fury Ooh. but <laughs> it's just also cool
0: see the first um real thing of peter admitting his feelings for mj so that's happening
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's uh spoiler-ish <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, kinda I was, was...
0: kind of surprised they put that in the trailer but
1: yeah, where MJ's just like, oh, let me guess you're Spider-Man. And it's kind of obvious. I feel like that's yeah. not actually going to be the scene. Yeah he, well,
0: yeah, he was saying that he was going to have, uh, he was about to say that he has feelings for her. And she's like, oh, you're Spider-Man. So that threw a loop on the thing. But that's typical Peter Parker stuff. Every time he wants something to go one way, it goes completely the other. So
1: Yeah, and then she said that's, it's kind of obvious. I feel like instead it's going to be like, oh, you're Spider-Man. Just kidding. And then Peter's like, no, I, I like you. was like, yeah, I know. That's kind of obvious. So I feel like the trailer's just kind of cut up in a bit to make it seem like it's tra- a yeah, different. Tra-
0: trailers have done that in the past, of trying to do a little bit of trickery. I wouldn't be surprised. Especially um, Marvel trailers. So Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know how Hunter and I feel about MJ's Zendaya. Not the biggest fan from yeah. Homecoming, but we'll see if Far From Home develops the character more. I mean, what we want, you know, we have nothing against Zendaya personally. It's more of we just want a character development and we want a good character, so... Hopefully Far From Home can give us that.
1: We don't want Michelle to be Mary Jane. Mary Jane's a different character. If they wanted to do Mary Jane, they could do Mary Jane. But don't call Michelle MJ because it's not MJ. Yeah, Yeah, not a fan of that either. Yeah. I mean, Mary Jane's a great character. And they said, I mean, the MCU of Spider-Man, they really wanted to make different from the other spider Man, And I feel like they're a little too different at this point. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean,
0: basically, this Spider-Man, his Uncle Ben is Tony. He's not as focused on the great power, or great responsibility. They did a little bit in Civil War, but I feel like after that, eh, not
1: so much. Um, he reveals I mean, his identity I'm, a lot.
0: But I, I, I mean, I don't know. They, they've gotten like some parts of Spider-Man where I'm like, oh, right, they got the characterization right. But overall, I feel like, eh, I don't know. It, I guess it really depends on how this movie goes for characterization wise. But from Homecoming alone, I feel like it wasn't really Spider-Man-y, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it felt more like Iron Man two, and I guess they referenced that <laughs> in this movie. You're gonna be the next Iron Man, but he's not. Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about that line? I mean, I feel like it's kind of a throwaway line. I don't think it means too much. I think it's more like a metaphor. But yeah, no, I,
0: I think it works as a metaphor. Like people are getting mad, like he's not Iron Man. It's I not think... that he's actually gonna be Iron Man himself. It's that he wants to be. The hero that represents heroes exactly
1: like if thor was the big character and he died they wouldn't say hey spider-man you try to be the next thor no you're just they're saying that because iron man was a big superhero who died yeah and now spider-man will be the next big superhero
0: in yeah. the comics spider-man is the face of marvel i mean no doubt about it
1: mm-hmm. absolutely like I mean, he, he has been since his first appearance pretty much before that yeah. it was captain america i think he was well yeah the when, of yeah because captain
0: because captain america was one of the first ones in like 1940 i think so but yeah, yeah uh spider-man came around in the 60s which a lot of the marvel characters came around in the 60s and that's when he kind of became the face of marvel
1: yeah so and marvel knows it too <laughs> they oh, know yeah. that spider-man I mean, is the first There's face of marvel.
0: ten thousand spider books so
1: <laughs> yeah I can't wait to read The Amazing Spider Man and Spidey and Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man and Symbiote Spider Man, The Story of Spider Man, Superior Spider Man, Spider Gideon, Spider Gwen, Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are Batman, all real. He's the
0: Batman, he's the Batman of Marvel. He's got yeah, all basically. The titles, like all
1: the different movies. Every single book we just mentioned. Features. <laughs> every single title we just mentioned are actual comic books that are on sale right now and are yep. being released like <laughs> every week. Yep. <laughs> Batman's the same way. There's Batman, there's the tech Comics Batman, there's Batman and the Outsiders, like, Batman Woman, the Bat, Batwoman, Batgirl, Nightwing, which has the Bat logo on it. Red and the Outlaws, it's, same idea. <laughs>
0: like, there's, there's a lot of Bat stuff going on, which, again, not a bad thing. I mean, I'd like a little more diversity of, uh, you know, maybe a flashbook here and there, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: so, he's, he, Spidey's the face of Marvel, so now he's going to be the face of their movies, because Iron Man has been the face of their movies since 2008, so now that iron man has passed on now spider-man is going to be the face of marvel movies which is expected
1: yeah he's literally spider-man is the character who's literally ending phase three of the mcu and starting off phase four setting up phase four i should say and it's well deserved i feel like i think age of ultron ended and set up phase two if i'm not i could be wrong Mm -hmm. about that but like they made age of ultron like the next big thing because it's avengers so every one of these characters is huge but now it's just spidey and i like that Spider Man's like everyone's mm-hmm. top ten favorite Marvel superhero, I'm sure. Like there's not many people that I'd, don't I'd say like top Spider-Man. five. <laughs> I think I've met like one person in my life who really hated Spider-Man. Besides that, like everyone like loves him. Character. Yeah, and he only yeah. hated him because he thought Spider Man was a superhero because he feels guilty about it. Which is like eh, it's debatable. But I understand where he's coming from. I mean from. I think
0: I think a lot of people I think a lot of people love that kind of characterization that he doesn't, you know want to be spider-man he has to be spider-man with great power comes great responsibility i think a lot of people kind of relate to that
1: yeah a lot of people argue about spidey who's better toby mcguire andrew garfield tom oh, Holland. God. the,
0: the, the yeah. arguments are so toxic they're on every instagram like if you want to get likes on instagram to my fellow content creators out there just ask like who's the best spider-man they'll get 10 million comments
1: That people are arguing but it's not don't want to facilitate those arguments i've been there don't do it because the correct answer is ps4 spider-man but
0: (laughs) correct every single every single
1: one of those debates all everyone who's debating there who's the best spider-man all agrees that spider-man is an awesome character that we all love spider-man we could say like oh hey i don't like tom holland's version of spider-man i don't like tommy mcguire's version of spider-man andrew garfield is the best but (laughs) we all agree that spider-man is a great character (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that you starting it off. Anything you want to add to Far From Home trailer? No, I mean, I'm like like I said, I'm not overly excited, but hey,
0: I hope I get there, and uh, yeah, I hope the movie's good. So, okay,
1: cool. not All right, <laughs> all. We'll uh, continue with the Marvel live-action news, and uh, quite a few upcoming MCU release dates were revealed, I guess today as we're recording, so Thursday, May 9th. Uh, yep, for so 2022. They, yeah, they announced several different release dates leading up to the mcu we don't know what these movies are yet but they are may 1st 2020 which is less than a month away we have an untitled mcu movie i'm guessing it's going to be black widow or guardians of the galaxy yeah
0: yeah no i think i think it's definitely black widow
1: black widow prequel movie i can see that for sure uh not more in 2020 is november 6th we have a movie that's probably guardians 3 I'm going to guess, or Asgardians of the Galaxy, as it might be called. Uh, February 12th, yeah. 2021. May 7th, 2021. November 5th, 2021. February 18th, 2022. May 6th, 2022. And July 29th, 2022. So these are all for release February, dates. F- yep.
0: For February 2021, I'm going Black Panther 2. Okay. Um, for can you, can you read the dates again for uh, 2021?
1: Yeah, uh, it is... February 12th, May 7th, and
0: I November 5th. Se- I mean, I know they want to make uh, the... Was it the Immortals? Or the...
1: The Eternals. The Eternals.
0: The Eternals. So, I don't know if that one's going to be 2020 or 2021, but that one's going to go in one of those slots. And I'm say I, heard, yeah. I heard they want to make a Shang-Chi
1: movie, right? It's rumored, but I feel like that kind of falls in the category of DC wanting to make a Deadshot movie. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not, it might not happen. <laughs> it likely won't happen.
0: Um, well, there's also, wh- while we're on the topic of review, there's also rumors that they're going to be making a Nova movie that it's getting into production. So that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, A definitely. lot of people compare the Nova Corps to the Green Lantern Corps of DC. But no, that's and, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not nearly. They don't have Jeff Johns. Uh, but it's interesting if Nova would be getting a movie. Um, I don't know. I feel like with some of these non-big characters, characters and I could be wrong here because uh, you know, non-big characters like Guardians of the Galaxy blew up to become big characters but I feel like this might be where the MCU starts to go on the decline a little bit and again I could be wrong here I mean Ant-Man has done well for not being a well-known character in Guardians of the Galaxy but I feel like this is where the MCU could start to take a little bit of a hit not a huge hit but a little bit of a hit
1: yeah I guess so I mean the MCU is the most successful franchise of all time movie wise so I feel like at this point they could do anything one thing (laughs) anything that you want but don't know will happen or not not that you think will happen but just something that you want to happen um i really want a good
0: fantastic four movie me too (laughs) um so that's probably my biggest one out of the mcu and um i really want namor to show up in the black panther sequel i could do without a namor movie but i'd like him to show up in black panther and rival with him because i think namor is kind of cool
1: yeah, I don't want to name our movie, but he could definitely be cool for a Black Panther movie since they're kind of rivals in a way. Yeah. I would want, though. I don't think it's happening. An Inhumans movie recast. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I think they should just say the TV show never happened. I think. They should, I think. I just Black Bolt is so cool, and they just maybe, wasted him.
0: I, I think maybe instead of an Inhumans movie, you could get something where they bring Black Bolt in as a character. So like um as like part of a team thing or as maybe like a little cameo like joining a big event new avengers or something like marvel illuminati i don't know i feel like they can do something
1: yeah true i mean look at the comics right now i feel like marvel's kind of trying to ignore the inhumans like all the humans are dead right now as far as i'm sure yeah yeah
0: the death of the inhumans book
1: i think lockjaw is the only one alive right now is the dog yeah yeah oh no, no he is dead never mind but yeah, I just want Black Bolt. He's so cool. He's such a cool character, and I just wish he was in the movies instead of just a yeah. really bad TV show. <laughs> um, besides that, I think a lot of these are sequels, like Black Panther 2. Like you mentioned, Doctor Strange 2 is definitely going to happen. Yeah. I can see a movie, an Ant-Man sequel, or third Ant-Man movie. It'd be cool if it was just The Wasp. So we have Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, and then The Wasp. I think that's a cool mm-hmm. idea. Although it should, could just be Ant-Man the Wasp t- 2, or do you call it 3?
0: Around I would call there. it 3. I, yeah. think go with like a, I think they'll go with another title, though. Kind of like how Thor 3 is Thor Ragnarok. Like, I think that's yeah. like some word title, but yeah.
1: Do you think we'll, we'll get another Thor? Of,
0: uh, I don't think we're going to get another Thor movie. I think... I don't know. I, I feel like there's an oddball chance we could get, like, a Valkyrie-type thing going. Because I think they really do like Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. But I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I think either... July 29, 2022, or May 6, 2022, which are the two last movies that they've announced, will be an Avengers movie. Oh, a new... Would you call it the new Avengers, or would you just call it Avengers? Uh, Avengers, and then a title afterwards, like Endgame, if kind,
0: any more. Kind of like borrowing from the name of the Brian Michael Bendis book, the new Avengers? That's how I would do it, personally, because it's like a new team. You know, yeah. they'll be led by, I guess... Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, uh, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch. I guess Captain Marvel. I don't know. I, I feel like Captain Marvel won't be a big part of the team, but who knows? I
1: think she will be. She's more
0: focused on the off-world stuff, so that's the only reason I say that. But you never know.
1: I would love a new Avengers movie, and I think that's the one movie that will get Professor Hulk in. I feel like he won't appear in any movie unless it's an Avengers movie. Kind of as like, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but as the guy in the chair as they, said they on the uh,
0: field. yeah the russo brothers recently mentioned that the uh, hand injury is permanent so
1: i i, I like that the, but i also am sad about that
0: <laughs> well i guess that could be hulk's kind of like crippling like why he can't go back out there so that would be my guess as to why he could be
1: the guy in the chair i think he's gonna be support for the most part yeah he's gonna be doing nick fury's job in avengers Ooh, what if he does nick fury's job in the first avengers like gets the team together and like makes a new team um I, it
0: could be okay i don't i'm not a big fan of, of uh hulk uh, of um ruffalo's hulk so i i might get a lot of hate for that but I don't yeah like for hulk i hate
1: now. you for that <laughs>
0: okay oh <laughs> uh, yeah I don't, I don't know i i'm you know the mcu knows what to do so i'm sure they'll get it lined up with what they're going to do and what movies are going to come out so i'm sure it'll be good
1: yeah it's got potential for sure uh besides that john watts uh, he said a bunch of stuff about like universe and stuff like that you have some quotes from him
0: yeah uh i mean just like a quick sum up he confirmed aunt may did die in the snap so she's not five years older uh which i'm not really surprised i had a feeling they were gonna have her be dusted yeah um there were, he also confirmed about the uh 616 i believe because a lot of people were asking questions about that, but uh, a little weird. He said the um, the elementals are from a different Earth, so that another confirm. And that, that was pretty much it, just other multiverse stuff. Just so. multiverse stuff. Yeah, John Watts has been talking a lot about Spider-Man, and yeah, Spider-Man gets closer. A lot more things will come out, I'm sure, TV spots and all that. Oh yeah, That's we're going to get more spoilers for sure. <laughs>
1: I, yeah. I hope we get a lot of, like, multiverse stuff in that movie. It made me way more interested than just, like, another Spider-Man movie. The fact that it's another Spider-Man movie with other dimensions involved makes me more interested. For sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, Endgame basically set up the next phase of Marvel, so interesting mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Moving on to some DC live-action stuff. Uh, King Shark it was casted in The Suicide Squad, which is James Gunn's Suicide Squad sequel slash relaunch, I guess you could say. Uh, he's played yeah. by the guy who plays Yondu in the Guardians movie, which his name is Michael Rooker, I believe. Yep, he's and he Merle also plays Merle, Merle
0: on The Walking yeah. Dead, if
1: you like early Walking Dead. So, yeah. He was in the first four seasons. Casting.
0: Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, like it. He's big and CGI, because I don't want it to be like how Killer Croc was in Suicide Squad. Yeah,
1: yeah me I'm too. Like I hope out, A guy in a hood with a Croc face. <laughs> like Not a lot of people like CGI characters, but I feel, feel like King Shark is one of those characters that has to be CGI. Like, he's yeah. a shark with legs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting for uh, Dave Bautista to come over because I'm like 99% sure he's gonna be cast in that because I know him and James Gunn are very close. So, but this was another one of James that's... Gunn's uh, actors who was in Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's cool stuff. Oh,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, Michael Roker also has been in several James Gunn's movies, not just the Guardians films. Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. In... Like they're they're friends. So yeah. I'm
0: not surprised he got cast, and I, I I I would be surprised if Dave Bautista isn't cast as somebody.
1: I personally think he's a good actor. I don't like Michael Worker as much as a person. He's done some things to make oh. me kind of question him. <laughs> oh, but, really?
0: I don't know any of these things. Yeah,
1: you can look up look up like Michael Rooker drunk at E3. He went to E3 at the gaming convention oh. a few years ago, <laughs> and Nintendo like invited him to try out the new games, and he was drunk at the time, and he said some pretty bad stuff about <laughs> people. Really? Yikes. Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, Besides that, you know, he's a good actor, so I'm looking for I feel like he's got a good voice for like a King Shark, in a way. He kind of has that accent and that old man voice, in a way, so... He may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Yep, <laughs> he'll say that to Jared uh, Leto's Joker. Yay. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Last bit of live action news is the wa- HBO's Watchmen TV series got a teaser trailer, and it's about, like, a minute long. Their catchphrase seems to be TikTok. Not the app. The, uh, the they're thing sponsored of, by TikTok. <laughs> yeah, the thing a uh, clock makes, which makes sense because the whole Watchmen universe is kind of about the fear of the Doomsday Clock, which was delayed. Uh, but <laughs> it's hard to explain this trailer. You should just go out and watch it. Like, it's, don't expect yeah. the story ba- of Watchmen in the,
0: wor- in the words. Yeah, in the words of comic book hunter, it looks really good, but it doesn't look like Watchmen. So, yep, <laughs> we'll see how it is. I mean. Dave Gibbons, the artist of the original Watchmen series, uh, is working closely with them, and he gave it his stamp of approval. So I think this has potential to be really cool. Most HBO series are really cool. One of the most famous ones is, of course, Game of Thrones. Uh, shows like The Sopranos are great. So I trust that you know, HBO shows have big budget and oh, yeah, it's gonna smaller be seasons. So yeah, and I think Watchmen is a cool story to adapt to that. So I'm interested to see where they go with it. It's, it's going to whole- be good, but don't I really expect Watchmen. Watchmen is cool.
1: Like think yeah, of it like, it like a no, like, superhero that. movie right now. Like any superhero movie, except for like Watchmen itself. These superhero movies, they aren't like they're they're adaptations.
0: In- not like
1: I would say they're more inspired not- by the comics instead of adapted. Because yeah, like,
0: yeah, I guess that's better phrasing.
1: Endgame and Infinity War are based on the comic Infinity Gauntlet, but they're very different. Infinity Gauntlet yeah. is nowhere near that huge. Uh, people disappear and then they reappear like pretty quick. There's no five year gap. Nebula is the one who brings them back, so. The movies are very different from the comics, and I feel like we had a Watchmen movie that was basically the same as the comic, and now we're going to get Watchmen in today's style where it's completely different. So yeah. I feel like we're not going to get this story of Watchmen, just the universe of Watchmen, which is the fear of the Doomsday Clock, the fear that the world's ending, but set in the 80s. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Same same here. Looks like Rorschach's part of a cult, so... <laughs> Neato. <Yeah. laughs> a uh, little bit of comic news um, or you want yeah. to add something
0: yeah no no i was about to say comic news so go ahead
1: yeah. <laughs> uh patrick gleason who is a dc comics artist best known for his time on batman and robin new 52 superman rebirth and most recently the first few issues of young justice he's no longer at also dc green lantern corpse oh also green lantern corpse yes he's no longer at dc though <laughs> he has moved on to marvel comics and that made a lot of people sad but personally i'm okay with that because he's gonna be on a series that both jd and i read and we review on the show the amazing spider-man and he draws a pretty good spider-man he yeah. kind of released on his instagram a twitter a picture of all these marvel characters that he's drawn and he draws a great iron man i kind of wish he was on the avengers personally but he's on the amazing spider-man that's awesome so good for him you know he's moving on he doesn't like that dc's slow nowadays i guess (laughs) and he's moving on to for the first time in a long time marvel's doing actually really good in comics so pretty much better than dc some some other people that
0: um because marvel released like a bunch of people that they got they also got uh jeff Loeb and tim sale working uh there which uh it's heavily rumored that the new color book they're uh, main Marvel books are Spider-Man blue, Daredevil yellow, Hulk gray and uh Captain America white which are all great books and um you should definitely read them if you haven't read them. Uh they're they're also known for the Long Halloween uh
1: which is the Batman book.
0: Yeah, Batman and Superman, so they've done pretty much everything they work on together is amazing. Uh they're one of my favorite creative teams so they're going back to Marvel. Um I kind of hope it's another color book. I'm hoping for Iron Man gold and i say iron man gold because uh in hulk gray uh iron man cameos and he was wearing like the gold suit so it would be cool if we got a book with the beginning of iron man I yeah I, I totally record, read
1: that so. i don't read iron man's current series but for good things and this would give me an excuse to actually jump on i guess yeah
0: yeah um other creative teams like mark wade people working uh Yeah, Mark Wade is on there. Uh, Dan Slott, who is responsible for a lot of the amazing Spider-Man stuff in the 2000s. Uh, Greg Pak, who's known for a lot of Hulk stuff, is going to be back. Al Ewing, who's currently writing uh, Hulk Run, which is supposedly great. I think he got nominated for an Eisner Award, uh, which is pretty cool. But one of the biggest ones that dropped that I feel like a lot of people didn't talk about, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller uh, are going to be on a book, which is weird because I didn't know they'd... Did comics?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know much about these guys, but it seems like you do.
0: They did. Uh, they they do movies. They've done like Lego movie, Twenty One Jump Street. They did like a, a bunch of different movies. Like they're pretty well known in movies, so that's why I was con- I was confused to see them on a comic. <laughs> but yeah, and they're supposed to be directing the Flash movie. So, yeah, hmm. interesting
1: stuff. Yeah, supposedly. We'll see. <laughs> if the
0: Flash movie ever happens, which I kind of hope it doesn't. But if the Flash movie ever happens, so, yeah, interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. But, yeah, they, a lot of these people, they're scheduled for August comics. So, we don't know what they'll be writing. But I guess we'll find out in the next solicitations for August. Which I Yeah, th- I would say think within, the with,
0: within the month. And yeah. I
1: feel like it's been a while since we got solicitations, news, so I'm guessing the next week or so. Usually, we start hearing a little bit of news for the future of comics, and then like a few days later, we get here's all the comics coming out in like July. Next up is August, so I'm gonna guess within the next week. I guess a next episode of a hero story will be talking about it.
0: Yeah. We'll also, um, for which I didn't mention, which I don't know how I missed. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, Christopher Miller, uh, produced into the Spider Verse. So. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Backing, so, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff that they're going to be writing a comic, and, uh, yeah, Marvel's going big in August, they got a lot of big names, I'm most excited for uh, whatever Jeff Loeb and uh, Tim Sale are working on, which I'll probably even trade wait whatever it is, because I love their stuff in trade, and, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, breaking news, last bit of news, Heroes in Crisis, the finale, is now rescheduled, and now will come out the same day as the next Doomsday Clock issue, and it will coincide yeah. with the... With a big reveal on that Doomsday Clock issue, too.
0: Wait, which which day is that now? It got pushed back or pushed up?
1: I don't know, Newsarama just tweeted about it. Let's find out. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we'll be right back after these non-commercials. Now we'll just be back in a snap. Boop, <laughs> boop. Okay, back. So, snap your finger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like Heroes in Crisis number nine is now coming out a week later. It will be coming on May 29th, same day as Doomsday Clock number 10. I think this is the fifth week, so it's not going to be like mostly not a lot of books, but two huge books on the same day. Yeah,
0: that's a big fifth Wednesday. Holy crap. Yeah, huge (laughs) day.
1: I think Red Hood out. Actually, for you podcast
0: historians, we started, our first episode was on the fifth Wednesday of, I had a big Wednesday because we had Doomsday Clock and the Man of Steel miniseries. So. that's
1: right yeah so, the start of it then well, so this is coming
0: getting the podcast oh <laughs> yeah now
1: we'll be doing that all over again this huge fifth wednesday and just huge comics to talk about again so interesting that it looks like heroes in crisis 9 might tie into doomsday clock i wonder which one we have to read first i'm guessing heroes in crisis that's what i want
0: them to yeah well i mean they did mention wally west in uh doomsday clock remember lex last that's issue yeah the-
1: Lex Luther said have you ever heard of Wally West to Lois Lane and JD screamed I heard him all the way in New York from here <laughs> yeah exactly they I mentioned did. my boy <laughs> so yeah <laughs> well, you that's, might that's interesting we might get a little time but yeah that's the news of the week interesting breaking news that just happened as we're recording anyways yeah that's wow. the news of the week now I guess we'll go on to the comics <laughs> of the week yeah, That was a really long
0: news, but let's get to the comics of the week. Uh, before we get to the comics, Hunter, what is your pick of the week and what is Ooh. your cover of the week?
1: Let's uh, put you on the spot here. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Can you go first?
0: <laughs> my my pick of the week is Flash 70, and my cover of the week is also Flash 70. I'm a sucker for Howard Porter art. I really like it, and I really love the way the year one story started, so that's my pick of the week. My runner-up would probably be Detective 1003 or Shazam 5. I like both issues.
1: I'll say my pick of the week is Batman and the Outsiders, number one. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It shocked me. Uh, and my cover of the week is also the Fosh number 70. It has Barry Allen on like a pile of like destroyed shoes from running and he's just tying another pair. No suit, but just like a prototype thing. And he has like lightning in his eyes and it looks nice. But yeah, yeah. we will get. to uh, want to start off with that flash. Yeah, let's start
0: with flash 70. So this is flash year one, which has been highly anticipated by me. If you follow me on Instagram and history, the flash plug plug. Uh, <laughs> but I've been waiting for the story for a while. I love Howard Porter on the art. He's a famous flash artist who's most known for rogue war and flash war. As a reason, yeah, uh, but yeah, he's done some great work, and he's back, which I love. Uh, Williamson's writing is pretty good here. I actually like it. I didn't feel any cringe in this issue, so good <laughs> job, Josh. <laughs> um, so the they use there's a lot of use of panels here. Uh, they do a lot of like 16 panel shots, and I looked at a Howard Porter interview where he talked about this, and it was kind of interesting stuff. So yeah, cool stuff. Uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs, which I actually made a post about what Easter eggs are in there, but I have not posted it yet so i was gonna say i haven't seen that (laughs) shame on me for not scheduling my posts but uh yeah so there were a lot of easter eggs in this issue which i like and i guess we'll talk about a little bit here on the podcast because by the time the podcast out i'll probably have posted it but anyway um the issue starts with young barry and uh in the in the reflection of the window you see the flash looking all angry he's really cool shot uh barry is in the attic and his mom comes up to him and he's looking at his mom's old comics his mom's old comics are all flash comics jay, jay garrick. garrick flash comics yeah <laughs> uh, in showcase number four the first appearance of barry allen back in 1956 he is reading a jay garrick flash comic and that's where he gets inspired to get the name the flash when he gets struck by lightning uh, so in this story he, he reads them as a kid and they were his mom's comics really cool stuff but a little confusing why he doesn't remember jay when he sees them in the button but nonetheless i'm sure it'll be explained uh, he has a black eye oh, uh, oh,
1: wait wait hold up hold up i think he doesn't remember but i think he will remember by the end of this because the last flash issue uh I forget who it was was a trickster oh,
0: yeah he saw that he saw that yeah he saw that like villain where he's like uh, you he need to remember, remember. yeah Yeah. so okay. the last
1: thing he saw barry saw in like real time was a villain saying you need to remember everything and then he kind of like got hit with a flash of light and now we're getting flashier once so that and- might be
0: one of the things And there's a chance that Jay could be returning in Doomsday Clock, because the whole Justice Society has been teased very heavily, so.
1: Yeah, he definitely should be returning, so yeah. Uh,
0: But anyway, uh, Barry has a black eye, and his mom thinks he's getting bullied, but he's not being bullied. He was actually standing up for somebody who was being bullied. Typical Barry Allen, always being a hero. Uh, We flash forward 15 years later, where he's at a crime scene with none other than August Hart, aka Godspeed.
1: Before but, the Godspeed, yeah, this is before uh, the Flash too. About,
0: <laughs> yeah, August talks about how Barry is such a great uh, forensic scientist and how he—I I like the way they talk about forensics. I guess because I took a forensics class in college, so cool stuff, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and for those I, who Iris don't, West comes,
1: <laughs> or for those that Sorry, don't know, I mean, August uh, Hart Godspeed—he's a cop during this time. He's not just some guy. So yeah, he's just a cop yeah, and he, he works must with make Barry. Detective. Yeah.
0: And Barry makes a joke that he'll never make detective unless he, you know, actually cares about the case. Uh, Iris West shows up and uh, there's a bunch of newspapers behind her where the majority of the Easter eggs come from. So uh, one of the Easter eggs says the Mardon family, which is the weather wizard's name, uh, Mark Mardon. Uh, you see Central City arson, which is, of course, heat wave. Uh, Central City gets new exotic gorilla, Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Harley away to hear sound, Pied Piper, who's deaf. Lisa Snart, Olympic skate something. Uh, uh, she is Golden Glider, aka Lenny's sister, and she in the New Fifty Two they mentioned something about the Olympics. So cool. Uh, are the Flying Jesse scam artists, which is trickster, uh, trickster's family, and actually Experience. the last arc they talked about them being scam artists. So cool stuff. And uh, I think that was all of them. But yeah, so a little bit of Flash Rogue. Before they're Flash Rogues in the news, uh, Iris West is trying to talk to Barry Allen, but Barry's, you know, he's a little shy. He doesn't want to talk to Iris. What would she want with a guy like him? He's too busy to date. Aw, cute stuff. Uh, <laughs> August's trying to push him. He's like, come on, you better go get her. So good old August and Barry being friends, which is exactly what I wanted from this story. I felt like in, Light- in Lightning Strikes Twice, I didn't really care about their friendship because I didn't know anything about their friendship. Something that makes Hunter Zolomon such a great villain is him and Wally were friends for a while like 20 issues so yeah yeah no build up but now we're getting some august build up later so cool stuff uh barry is in his lab and he's getting a text from iris when boom, lightning strikes which i love the way they do the lightning having words awesome stuff uh when he wakes up they do a, a beautiful 16 panel scene with red and yellow and uh, different quotes and one of the quotes is i murdered your mother barry which eobard says to him in rebirth 09
1: issue one of his best I lines
0: yeah i think it's issue five actually i gotta add that to the easter eggs post huh, look at that reminding myself um then barry wakes up in the hospital and uh th- this actually i actually want to tweet at williamson about this just to ask it reminds me of in flash blitz when hunter I wakes up in the hospital say that. and he knocks over the glass of water so, really cool stuff. I, I want to tweet at Williamson to see if he would confirm. Yeah, it or for not, those who don't. So.
1: Yeah, Flash Blitz is the Zoom origin story. Uh, Hunter Zalman, Professor Zoom. He kind of wakes up in the hospital, and knocks over a glass of water, and it just kind of stays there because he like froze time. And he's like, yeah. "What's going on?" And the same thing happens here in a way, but instead of freezing time, it's just Barry moving so fast.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, another Easter egg is Barry reassembling the food tray in Showcase number four. Uh, he's at like a diner and he knocks over a food tray and reassembles it in the air. Also a reference to,
1: a to uh, Speed. Raimi's
0: original Spider-Man movie. <clears throat> <laughs> when he catches the tray. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Barry goes back to the police lab and August is so glad to see him. And August is now a detective, but it's not because of great police work. They just need more detectives.
1: There's a lot going on in Central City. It's so also cool, cool how, how like, they did it. How he, like, runs to the... He, like, runs to the lab, but he's, like, going so fast and he doesn't really know what's going on. At one point, he runs on water. You see, like, a bear in the background. He runs through different cities, different urban areas. And his whole body is, like, glowing yellow from the Speed Force. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, the howard porter artist top notch here uh then we get a whole kind of montage of him like i i could picture this in movie form like a montage of him uh testing out his speed and i can imagine like a song they would, like some kind of like queen song kind of like how shazam's training scene was yeah it's <laughs> like song that I would like don't stop me now i figured the song would be in the background but uh it's cool of him testing his speed and him taking notes uh he even mentions about reading at super speed that he loses it as fast as he reads it and there is only one flash who could read at super speed and keep it retained do you know who it is hunter jj uh, uh, garrick bart allen wah, wah. it was I'm in the sorry. 2000s really cool he's like really cool feet in my opinion uh but yeah so <laughs> barry is like burning through a bunch of shoes but he's learning a different powers he phases through something and blows it up which is something notorious of wally west doing in the comics he can't face through anything without it blowing up uh but he like reassembles a car he makes like a wind tunnel really cool stuff and uh yeah he makes himself
1: some Golden boots because he keeps burning up a bunch of sneakers and they're like flash boots. Yeah, uh, then they, he, he says how he win. made them too. He says Wayne Tech donated fireproof jackets to Central City Fire Department, so he uses yeah. the jackets to kind of make boots that don't burn up when he runs. Yeah, awesome. uh, that then uh,
0: Barry decides to push it. He really wants to just run and cut loose. And while he's running, he's like, wow, this is fun. This is – and then everything goes white around him as he falls. And he's like, no, no, no. Slow down. Slow down. What did I – then when he looks up, he sees the turtle's men bringing people in. And King Turtle doesn't want to wait. Uh, He looks down at a newspaper and the newspaper says Flash loses Central City. And he's like, this is the future? This is a nightmare. So Barry travels to the future in his first – big running scene and when he looks up uh somebody says to him you shouldn't be damn it barry you shouldn't be here when are we gonna learn how dangerous time travel is and it's old man barry who's looking swole he's looking jacked and (laughs) uh yeah yeah uh, cool stuff old man barry last showed up in flash number 26 during the running scared storyline and he's back which is also drawn by howard porter and yeah so awesome stuff and that's the end of the issue
1: on um, that really
0: surprised me to see Old Barry. Yeah, I didn't expect <laughs> I that. I didn't expect uh... that in the year one story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, he wanted to see how fast he can go and when you travel fast enough with the speed force, you time travel. So, in a way, it makes sense. I like it
0: yeah no i i definitely think it's cool i just really surprised um but yeah i really like this issue the howard porter art is i think he's a great visual storyteller and i thought the dialogue really worked here i like the little interactions barry has and like i said the training montage like i could really just picture this with a song maybe maybe if i have the editing skills to do that i could add music to the panels and try to post on instagram i'll I'll try to work on it this week but i'll try it (laughs) look forward to it (laughs) but uh yeah
1: plus year one. uh what do you rate the issue I gave it like a 9. Good start. Yeah, 9.5 nine,
0: 9. for me. I really enjoyed this issue, and I'm really excited for this arc. It's really cool stuff. Cool. Yeah. Next comic. Uh, what do you want to go over next? Batman Who Laughs, number 5? Oh, boy. Sure. <laughs> uh, go so the over? Batman Who Laughs got extended an extra issue. It was originally supposed to be a 6-issue miniseries, but now it's 7 issues because everybody loves the Batman Who Laughs so much, and he's the most popular character at DC, and I'm clearly joking. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so this issue is confusing, as most Batman Who Laughs issues are. Uh, the big theme of this is a, su- is a subway token uh, with I guess, yeah. which has like a map of Gotham, and there's a- there's like a metaphor about it that like the palm, in- there's the whole city's in the palm of your hand. It's like what Thomas Wayne once told Bruce. So I- I- it's kind of interesting. Like basically every issue has had one big metaphor with something in Gotham. And they're kind of interesting, but at the same time, all the stuff in the middle sucks, so I can't get too dedicated into it. But uh, anyway, where we left off last issue, uh, the cops are shooting at our Batman because they think he's the Batman who laughs. And the Batman who laughs is getting away because he's disguised as one of the guards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they yeah. they shoot at Batman a lot until Batman uh, shields his body with one of the dead Bruce Waynes, which I thought was kind of weird, but okay. Don't feel like Batman would do that, but whatever. Uh, but now the Batman who laughs – serum that's inside of him is kind of taking over and he threatens all the officers there with personal threats like where they live and stuff and family members they have and uh he said like they ask him why he's doing this and he lifts the dead bruce wayne's head and he goes why because i'm the bleeping batman who laughs. laughs so follow me down and he jumps down like a big
1: hold around okay, cool stuff
0: <laughs> Um, Jim Gordon is being chased down by the little Robin things from Dark Knight's Me- Dark Dark Night, Dark Knight's Metal, Metal. Yeah. and uh, the the Grim Knight Batman, aka Punisher Batman, is hunting Jim down because he really wants Jim dead. Uh, the little Robins that are you know gross and Jokery looking are actually revealed to be Jim Gordon, James Gordon Jr. Uh, so that's interesting. I don't right like that they can attack. <laughs> yeah i don't like that either because they keep saying kind of crow weird. crow
1: crow and to stop them from like killing people you have to say bar and they stop so everyone thought this was like little jason todd's because crowbar he was killed by a crowbar but now it's like huh what's the point of like crow 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 like, so i feel has, like, for the sake of the plot, they're like yeah let's make it james Gordon jr but it doesn't really make sense like so. okay jk rowling stop like it's already written <laughs> it's already said that um <laughs>
0: anyway these little robins get shot and when we look up it's james gordon jr the real james gordon jr shot him he helps jim gordon escape uh then we see the batman who laughs uh before before a lot of people he's this was an interesting scene i won't lie i like this scene as a fan of as as a fan of batman 52 i think you might enjoy this um he's basically in front of the entire court of owls and uh yeah he's like complimenting them calling them the legendary court of owls and he wants their attention, but in their tradition, they let the littlest one decide what happens to him. So a little girl in a wheelchair comes up to him because she's the littlest one. And she decides that uh, – well, she asks him why he sets out before them. And he basically wants them to play along with whatever he's doing in Gotham. I, like I don't really get what he's doing, but
1: – I feel like he didn't want to do anything. He just wanted to kill them. <laughs> yeah but anyway um
0: the little girl decides no she wants his head for a night late in the room so kill the batman who laughs so they send the talons on them but the talons all have no arms because the batman who laughs cut off all their arms i don't know why the talons would come running if they had no arms but anyway well
1: yeah. if you remember from new 52 the talents are actually kind of like zombies in a way true that is true yeah There's they're they're not that. like alive yeah. so <laughs>
0: Uh, but then this is where
1: it gets really dark, and I
0: feel like something like this would work really well in animation or really well, in, like in some kind of like visual media. Uh, he gets all violent and decides I'm going to kill all of you. And uh, he, the little girl with a wheelchair, he kicks her off off a ledge. A ledge, and hears her scream, and he loves hearing her scream.
1: Oh man, it's dark, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, he kicks they're um, off into some water. So, and since she's in a wheelchair, she can't really swim. Yep. So, yeah. uh,
0: then the next bruce wayne of another earth comes and this bruce wayne is the leader of the court of owls yep uh, so that's interesting we don't really get much development to him because he starts fighting the batman who laughs right away and uh, yeah it's not looking too good for him whenever you fight it the batman like who laughs because yeah. according to dc nation he's the most deadly villain in the dc universe mm-hmm. anyway uh, batman is back in the Batcave where jim and jim jr come to meet up with him And that is a giant Snyder ad. Uh, And then uh, they activate the last laugh, which they need Jim's hand and Batman's hand to activate. And then like a um, virtual Batman who laughs, like a hologram Batman who laughs shows up. And this is where I kind of get lost. But he starts like convincing Batman to do bad. I I don't don't know. The foundation of Gotham. He shows them, like, a little graph of, like, the foundations of Gotham and that the only way for Gotham to succeed is to go back to their foundations, which is almost nothing. Like, it's just, like, a town hall and a few houses. So, uh, he talks about, like, sixteen, like, the year and the foundation of Gotham. So, interesting but weird stuff. And then, um, Jim Jr. looks to have been killed by falling debris. That We don't really get, you know, a dead body, but... Wasn't looking good for him. Uh, Alfred tries to stop whatever Bruce is doing, but it's not working because they mute Alfred and uh, Batman. Who laughs? Uh, sorry, Batman. Our Batman decides to give in to the Batman who laughs and look through new eyes, and he activates last laugh, so which that's is where the issue ends. Uh, <laughs> we'll
1: like find the out. Water tunnels
0: and something break. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. Snyder. Uh, what do you What do you think of the issue and what do you rate it?
1: I like the court of owls scene. Besides that, I was kind of bored during it. I give it like a mm-hmm. five. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah, I'm also going to go five. I like the Court of Owls scene, and I kind of like the Subway token analogy, but at the same time, I'm kind of just like, eh. Whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Should we quickly uh, right. recap the rest?
0: Yeah. So, uh, Tech 1003, the Arkham Knight is revealed, and she is a girl. A <laughs> female. Uh, kind of a- Kind of unexpected, but okay. Yeah, the uh, Arkham Knight
1: is not one. Jason Todd in the comics. It is... uh Thank God. Yeah, it's she's, a blonde girl. Her
0: last name is actually Arkham. She's Penny Arkham or something she's like Astrid that? She's Astrid
1: Arkham, the daughter Astrid, of Astrid. whatever his name is, Arkham, the creator of Arkham Asylum.
0: Yeah. So uh, she has Damien Wayne from the last issue. She has him like strung up in front of her with all her men on on Damien. Uh, her men fire on Damien, but she gets mad at them and she's like, don't don't fire on him. Lower your weapons. Uh, after Damien gets the arrow out and is, pulls an arrow on her, uh, she says, you're free to go. You can leave. I, will, I won't <laughs> hold you for hostage. I don't need you. <laughs> and Damien thinks like, okay. Uh, Batman is desperately looking for Damien because it's not like Damien to just disappear like that. It's, like, way not like him. Uh, Then he puts up a Robin signal in the air, which is actually one of my favorite parts of this issue.
1: Um, Yeah, Damian basically got the Robin symbol off his chest and put it against the signal to make the Robin logo high in the sky to get Batman's attention. It was cool. Yeah,
0: and and I dig it. Uh, So he he only met up with him like that because he could have come to the Batcave, but he thought he might have had a tracker on him from being kidnapped by the Arkham Knight, so he didn't want to take any chances. Batman scans him, finds no tracers so they're good to go uh then they have damien redraw what the arcanite looks like from memory and damien's a great artist because uh talia had him taught by the best and then killed those teachers (laughs) in the ocean (laughs) so uh cool stuff but i I like that damien's an artist i think it's a nice little touch to him uh one of my favorite characters is an artist kyle rayner so this is this is pretty cool to me um so they do like a facial scan based on the drawing and come up with nothing so they decide hey let's go right to the Arkham Knight so they take some big bat vehicle and uh, so they could go instead of going to the front door of Arkham they could go subterranean uh, Damien says he wants to drive which Batman kind of goes but lets him drive <laughs> so a nice little father. <laughs> classic Batman here. way uh, yes <laughs> uh, the Arkham Knight uh, wants two men to be knighted and lets out is this the atomic skull i think so yeah so let's out the atomic skull uh, who's next to um the mad, mad hatter, hatter which the mad hatter looks really creepy <laughs> uh, but anyway the atomic skull puts his hands on the two men which make them scream and cry and uh yeah i don't really know what the point of this was but it was like a knighting ceremony they're
1: like thing. they're like being branded it seemed
0: oh uh, okay okay Interesting. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the, Ar- the Knight uh, throws back on the mask and says that it's, like, time for the show and uh, speed is of the essence. Uh, w- Damien and Bruce are going through the tunnels and, uh, yeah, just, again, some nice father-son moments uh, of, you know, Ra- Damien driving and stuff. It's like, you know, when a father first takes his son to drive. I don't know. I, I thought it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, and by, th- by the time they get to Arkham, she's already gone, and that's where we reveal that she's Astrid Arkham, his daughter. So, the arkham guy's daughter so yeah that's where the issue ends um to me this issue felt very batman and robin new 52 ish which is really good because that's one of my favorite titles of the new 52 so
1: yeah it's It's written by the same guy pete Tomassie. it's good to finally see batman and robin working together again and it's not for an event where like there's 100 other superheroes it's just batman and robin so thank you so much (laughs) Tomasi. it's great I I like this issue a lot. I'm glad they kind of reveal the Arkham Knight's identity right away instead of just, like, kind of lingering on it for a long time. It's interesting. It's a character that, I guess, didn't exist before, but it's not, like, out of the ordinary that she does exist. And it fits the name, the Arkham name. Her last name is literally Arkham. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad. I remember when the Arkham Knight video game was about to come out... Most of them were Jason Todd, but a few people had said the actual Arkham guy, like it could be somebody named Arkham. So a few years later, it's true in the comics. I like it. Uh, what do you rate the issue? Um I give it like an eight point five. I liked it. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight out of ten. I thought it was cool. Batman Robin vibes, and I like that. Uh, all right, uh, next, do you want to go over Batman and the Outsiders? While yeah, we're on I'll the go over it theme? really quick. <laughs>
1: um, so, Soy is the artist behind this uh, title. Who, Dexter, yeah, Dexter Soy. Dexter Soy, he did the art for Red Hood and the Outlaws Rebirth at the start. It's beautiful art. I didn't even know he was the artist on this until I opened the book. I was like, oh, hey, it's you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this book's beautiful. It's so, so interesting. The action in this is incredible. So right off the bat, you have a guy like destroy a car by standing in front of it, grab a guy, kill him, then grab a girl, throw her off a bridge, and she lands in, like, a flammable semi-truck and blows up. Like, it's brutal, but it's so beautiful to look at, because this artist, he's so good at lighting. So when you see an explosion go off, it's so good. Um, He draws Duke and Cassandra really well, Orphan the Signal. I think their suits look great. This is just a quick recap, because JD didn't read the title, but... Even in Black Lightning, since it's lightning out, just the reflection off everyone of the light is so good. And he even tells everyone every time he, it happens, it's like, close your eyes, this is going to get bright. And then he like zaps someone. It's it's cheesy, but in a good way. Batman doesn't play a big role in this. I feel like Batman is kind of like the boss of this team. And the outsiders themselves are a team that don't trust Batman that much and kind of want to do their own thing. So Batman's deploying them on missions. That's his role in this. So you have this awesome, awesome cover or this panel of the team on a rooftop together. And Batman tells them like, "Uh, you have a task right now. You find Sophia, you bring her to Gotham. I have little information about the man who's hunting her, but I do think he's working alone. So you have this one task. Accomplish it. Sophia believes she's alone. Prove her wrong, outsiders. You got this. And he grapple hooks away and the outsiders go do their work but it's kind of cool how batman's just kind of like their guy that gives them jobs in a way and he gives it like mission impossible somehow <laughs> minus the exploding yeah. message but yeah yeah this is this is the one theme where you would want batman
0: to be a boss this was like a theme of uh, the priest justice league run which i thought was really weird where everybody's calling batman boss and jessica cruz kissed him which is also weird but, but anyway, anyway <laughs> uh, in this in, in this situation it's right for batman to be a boss so that's cool Sounds yeah awesome. like
1: black light needs his own hero of course and so is katana but Orphan and Signal are kind of... They work for Batman. So, in this case, they all work for Batman. And Black Lightning and Katana don't really trust Batman that much here. They don't really say uh, why. They're just saying, like, I don't trust Batman. Well, Black Lightning straight up says, I don't trust Batman. And Katana's like, yeah, I don't know if I do either. But they're still doing the job. Like, Batman literally comes in and be like, Outsiders, here's your mission. Do it, accomplish it, then report back to me. And then he leaves. And it's like, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, this is <laughs> Book is beautiful. I highly recommend it. I hope it does well, so it continues going. I don't want this to be a short series. I feel like this series has potential to be really good, and yeah, just the art alone is worth it, and the writing's good too. So, Batman and the Outsiders. So good. So you're going to continue to stay on the book, I assume. Yeah, I only, I wasn't planning on reading this at all. I just picked up the issue because I saw it in the comic shop when I went there Wednesday to pick up the comics, and I was like, huh, you know what? I'll, I'll grab it because it's out now. This was delayed. This was announced in like September. <laughs> Like this has been a late, yeah. delayed a while. They reference uh, the last detective arcs detective comic story that set this up, which was the one with Karma. Remember him? He was that villain yeah. that like could read minds. Yeah, yeah. They reference him a lot in this, so it's been yeah. A that quite one the detective arc really set up this book, but uh, yeah, it, it got delayed so much that people kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of forgot about it too. But <laughs> it's good. Duke Thomas yeah, cool. kind of is afraid of Karma in this. So it's interesting. Like, he fears that karma's still out there and he's going to kill him. So it's interesting. I liked it a lot. Highly recommend. Uh, I give it, like, a 9.5. All right, cool. Uh, well, quickly now, we'll just
0: jump to Shazam number five. Uh, Shazam number five, Black Adam, is on the attack. He's looking for where Billy Batson is. Uh, this is his first time in the, uh, the Rock Browns? of Eternity or yeah. it, for like a whole millennia because he was once you know the wizard's choice but he got kind of abandoned so he hates the wizard obviously but uh yeah, he like explodes a reptile to get its blood and that helps him go to
1: the magic lands to go find billy batson I like what he said uh, he did. Back in the- he's like reptile you will help me know that your sacrifice is recognized by black adam and then kills the reptile <laughs> yeah it was uh, pretty gross
0: but the art here is amazing they had a few different artists on this uh even scott collins which is interesting yeah so that struck me the, the last time he worked with jeff if i'm not mistaken is no nah, it's, it, it's not flash blitz it's actually uh blackest night flash but it's been a while uh but they were a great flash team uh creative team so cool to see them back together even for a few pages anyway uh in the fun lands um we get to see two different versions of the fun lands, the fun part where all the kids enjoy and the bad part where all the magic happens where, uh, the adult kids, the ones who have turned 18 are slaves, make it fun. They're basically slaves. Uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Billy Batson is down there and Mary Marvel's down there too. Mary Marvel's face is covered or I guess she's called Mary Shazam now, which I don't really love, but whatever. Uh, Her mouth is covered so she can't say Shazam to, you know, turn into Mary Shazam. Uh, So Billy tries to take it, take the mouthpiece off of her, but he gets shocked backwards. And uh, yeah, him and King Kid have a nice little back and forth. King Kid wants to be the uh you know he wants to be blessed with the living lightning he wants to be the seventh choice by billy but billy doesn't trust him because king kid's kind of a dick um (laughs) king kid uh he has a nice little thing here where he's like you know you're you're mad at these children you're being mad at these children that you swore to protect but you're just as bad as your parents were and he's like he like how dare you speak to me like that he's pissed and uh he's gonna feed him to hungry clowns which is weird but uh shazam is able to uh break off out of the chains and he's able to rip mary's mouthpiece off and mary turns into mary shazam and this is a beautiful page of mary transforming uh and she says i know i'm breathtaking so <laughs> the nice little panel and lightning all time.
1: going uh, all over
0: the place it's really nice yeah i i'm really in love with that page the colors are so nice the lightning i great work um now we see the game lands where Eugene and Pedro are trying to get out of there. They need a certain amount of points and the only way to do it is to beat like the big boss level. Uh but to get in to get like a gamer tag, they need 10,000 points. They need to give 10,000 points to somebody. So uh Eugene, right? No. Yep. Yeah, Eugene decides that he, he'll do it because he's like a big gamer his whole life. And this is actually the Scott Collins pages, if you were wondering. Uh, but yeah, he's been a big gamer his whole life, and that's why uh, Victor and Rosa I think he's like kind of antisocial because he's always gaming. But uh, yeah, so he likes the game, and he decides to give the guy his points so he get a gamer tag. But because he gets so many so many negative points, he's not allowed to race. He has to go to the garbage level. So Pedro is actually the one who has to race. Pedro doesn't know a thing about games. Uh, then we go to the Wildlands, where there's a court case for Freddy and Darla. And yep. they're being... Accused of being humans. <laughs> um, they talk about how, they, how they've they heard stories about hot dogs and hamburgers and pepperoni pizza, which is pretty funny. I, I find this all very humorous. <laughs> um, they decide that they're guilty to death by tiger. And, uh, yeah, they don't really have much of a defense. Uh, back to Pedro and Eugene. Pedro talks about how he's never been good at sports or anything, really. Chess, basketball, bicycle, nothing. Uh in the tiger, in the, back in the animal lands, the tiger is kind of discriminated against in this world because once a tiger teamed up with a human, which I'm assuming is the tawny tiger, which is a uh, big in the Shazam mythos. Yeah, he's like... I'm, I'm assuming. He is, yeah. I don't know. They don't confirm it, but it's a, it's a pretty safe assumption. Uh, but yeah, so this tiger is like being uh, pretty much abused and they're going to make him go eat Freddy and Darla, who are back into a corner and eugene and uh, page back backed into a corner and billy and mary are fighting back against the clowns of the people uh black adam is trying to break in and the lightning's all around him and he could feel his presence billy talking about and he's close but he gets struck down and he goes you and on the last page we see dr savannah who says you have two choices adam you can join mr mind society or you can die and black adam says i have a third idea savannah how about i remove your head so, and then next, Black Adam vs. Savannah. Uh, this title's really good. It's just really slow because it it's is,
1: yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> is I really good. like
0: this book so far. I, I love Jeff Johns. I'm sure most of you listening love Jeff Johns. It's just great work so far. And uh, I was watching an interview with him the other day talking about Shazam. It's kind of an older interview, but he was talking about how he wants to be for Shazam what uh, Frank Miller was for Daredevil or Mark Wade was for The Flash. He wants to be the definitive guy to make the character great and make him memorable and make him a fan favorite so he says between the movie and this comic he hopes he could do it and
1: that I gives he's me succeeding a, so far yeah that gives me a lot of hope that he's not gonna leave the book soon he's yeah a no, I, man, I think he so. wants to do
0: a long run and i actually found it funny that he referenced mark wade's flash because obviously he did a great flash run of his own but mark wade is the definitive you know writer for the character but still i think that's awesome and uh yeah the interview gave me a lot of hope that this book's gonna be great, and so far I've really liked all five issues. I, I like the Shazamly. I see a lot of hate for them online. People only really like uh Mary, Freddie, and Billy, but I like the other three too. I think they're a good I extension. Too, yeah. I wish they would get their own names, but uh yeah, they actually they call uh, Pedro in this issue Thunderstrike, I believe. So that's his yeah, gamer tag. So, but it works. So, but I'm saying, like, if he can, yeah, if he can get a name like that in the comics, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, Black yeah. Adam vs. Savannah is awesome. Like, they're setting up something big, and that's only going to be issue 6, which is Black Adam vs. Uh My only advice to Jeff Johns would be, like, use the DC universe. Make it connected to other books, too. Don't have, like, Batman cameo every once in a while, but it'd be cool if there was, like, if Superman showed up, and they went to the Rock of Eternity together, just to, like, talk. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It happened in Dark Side World, yeah. where they all, the whole Justice League was in the, the Wizard's Council room. That was awesome. Use the Shazam world and connect it to the DC universe. That's yeah, my one hope.
0: What Jeff didn't really talk about that in the interview, but he just talked about, like, will the Ali be showing up in any other DC titles? And he said, not likely. Nobody's, ever, uh, nobody's mentioned it to him. The only title that they've shown up in other than their own title is uh, Doomsday Clock, which is another Jeff Johns title. So Yeah. But, yeah, sure. so cool, cool stuff so far. Uh, what do you rate the issue?
1: I give it, like, a 9. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a nine too. I really dig the art, and for being multiple artists, I didn't even Go. notice that there were like, it's like it flowed very well. So, really cool stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, just really quickly now, Captain America number ten on the Marvel side of things. Um, so, the Invisible Woman shows up in this issue, which is interesting.
1: So does Crossbones. Uh, um,
0: yeah so some other marvel character cameos uh there's a guy in the prison who is basically like an inside man but he's there to help uh his name is dr franklin something oh yeah
1: yeah they mentioned his
0: name uh yeah dr franklin so uh he's kind of like an inside man uh steve's thoughts in prisons are pretty cool I i don't know like there's not really much to say about this issue for me but uh Steve is in like a steel cage match, which is kind of interesting. And uh, he has to take the people down. And uh, they're setting up a lot of things in this issue with the Red Skull and other villains. And uh, the way the issue ends is the power dampeners go down. And now it looks like it's going to be an all out prison riot. And people are breaking out of their cells and stuff with powers and all. And Steve basically has to watch. And uh, he talks like he has a nice little monologue here about being a hero. So, yeah. That's pretty much where this issue is. And the next cover, because they always show the preview of the next cover, looks amazing. It's basically the whole female team that's helping Steve. And uh, the Invisible Woman is on the cover of it, like in the front of it. And they show her, like, kind of invisible. Alex Ross is a god among men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His art is so amazing.
1: Yeah, he, but, he's yeah. such a good, he's like a painter. Uh, I'll just say really quickly, cool nice. Justice League the Odyssey was, in, you know, it was just like Odyssey, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> and it was Jessica Cruz being like, I don't trust this team, I might have to fight them, blah, blah, blah i just threw my comic uh right in the outlaw number 34 um jason todd is acting a lot acting a lot more evil than he usually does kind of threatening more people's lives and uh is he leviation confirmed we don't know it was decent the it. yeah whatever <laughs> uh he might be evil he, he might be turning more evil i guess you could say jason todd no may no longer be an anti-army more of a villain soon i don't know how i feel about that that's our comics of the week interesting.
0: Okay, and yeah. that's our It's their week, show. I guess yeah. this is a pretty <laughs> long episode. <laughs> uh so thank you for listening to A Hero Story Podcast. We appreciate it. Uh if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review. Uh you know, and we do read them. We get some nice reviews sometimes and I think we're up to like 15 reviews total, all five stars. So thank you for keeping us perfect. Uh we hope to give you an entertaining show and we're glad you're uh, enjoying it. Yeah. For a Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Q Hunter yelling.